T minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And ignition and liftoff of Aries 1X. Just a couple of quick announcements. We're going to get right into the interview. Just uh, Krampus. Nobody spanks like Krampus. My my recent single that we released with everything, all revenue generated from it is going to the tornado victims in Western Kentucky for batteries and flashlights. That's what uh, my understanding is they need more of anything. So you can hit it up on Bandcamp on Questionable Records. And like I said, everything goes to that. So far, we've bought about $80 worth of batteries, which really isn't a lot of batteries. Batteries are freaking expensive. But since I have a, I am a Sam's Club member, I got quite a bit for 80 bucks. And uh, what do you say? I'm going to bring my next guest. So I'm really excited because I haven't had a, a Canadian guest yet. I've had Swedish. I've had German. I've had mostly American. But... <laughs> really excited to finally have a Canadian guest bring him right on here tell us who you are where you're from all right I'm Aiden I'm from Saskatoon Canada and I am drummer of two-piece punk band Dwayne that's what I'm about I'm always so scared to say Saskatoon or that's actually how you say it. Yeah, pretty much everybody <laughs> that's not Canadian that encounters the words like, well, how do you say this? <laughs> Saskatchewan. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My friend's autopilot are from there, too. Oh. I don't know if you've ever... Do you, do you know them? Yeah, I've so heard you... of the name, so... Yeah, I guess yeah, it's they a small world there. <laughs> They 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 come down here when on tour just about it. They'll they'll come down to Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, and I really like those guys. Cool. But how did Dwayne come together? Well, me and our singer guitarist, everything else, Gordon, we 
met in high school but didn't actually do anything music related until kind of after he'd been in and out of a few bands here and there and we kind of reconnected when i was playing a show with a different band and he saw me with another friend and they got me into another band that we both play in but Dwayne kind of came out of well us kind of wanting to do our own thing and move a little bit into a heavier kind of more serious direction because the band we were recruited into is a comedy band called Dr. Booty Quiver which is fun but we wanted to go a little different with this so (laughs) Dr. Booty Quiver is a great name yes it is (laughs) is it still a thing yes it is still a thing (laughs) Oh, we might have to get Dr. Booty Quiver on the show sometime. <laughs> I'm too, sure right? he'd love to come on. You can actually find him on Twitch. Okay. <laughs> not, not, not on Facebook? I'm, I'm I mean, still he do. does have a Facebook page, but he does streaming himself on Twitch. All right, all right. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> well, if there were someone that that you saw as Aiden on TV or live or whatever, it could have, and it could be more than one answer, but mm-hmm. you... You saw this person and said, I want to do that. I want to be a drummer. I want to be a musician. Who would that influence be? Well, I have two answers. So I'll start with kind of the more, well, not necessarily more known one, but Dango Kellen, drummer of Amber Pacific and currently with Scott Stapp. I'm really happy I managed to be able to take lessons from him because I encountered that kind of just, he was advertising. And I mean, I've always liked his drum style. So to be able to learn from somebody who I really, really looked up to has been great. And kind of a lot of the stuff and crazier stuff I do is kind of modeled after him, which is funny because, well, I mean, the punk side of his drumming and stuff was a shorter part of his life because now it's like he lives in Nashville and he's mostly playing kind of more, country-ish more on that side so it's just funny how you know i get interested in him for being able to do that and then when i'm working with him i mean i'm learning a lot of stuff i'd never thought of it's just i'm not really learning much of the stuff that introduced me to him and i guess the other choice would be in terms of well an inspiration would be Pierre Nakano from a Japanese band called Ling Tosite Shigure. Dude's a crazy drummer. His beats are insane. I don't really have much more to say, but there's a song on their latest album, Number Five. It's the song, the song itself, too, is called Number Five, where there's this part where, I don't know, guitar solo, then it just goes into this crazy long drum fill, and it's something. I try to play that. I don't play it well, but. It's, yeah, that's something. (laughs) Well, I forgot to mention in the intro that we are covering, this is part of the series of the Moronic Records Volume 1 compilation (laughs) artist coverage, which Dwayne Dot. Yeah. I always say the Dot. (laughs) Is that actually pronounced in the the band name? No, it's just Dwayne. It's just Dwayne. Story of how we got the name, actually. I may be looping back into the other thing, but... We were kind of trying to rebrand the band name, and my friend Gordon came to me with, let's go with Duarte, and I'm like, how about we just go with Dwayne? It's easier to say. And that's all there was. 
but it's hard to find on social media. Just the yeah, so the dot, the sure. dot helps. Well, we haven't really done much building up of our platforms per se. We're kind of trying to focus a bit more on just doing as much music as we can and kind of prepping as much as we can and that sort of thing. How do you describe this, the music Dwayne creates? Well, Gordon would give a much di more different description than me. Like, we kind of just combine our influences that are kind of all over the place. Like, Gordon's singer-guitarist is kind of a lot more into, like, classic rock, big into 80s stuff, whereas I'm kind of, well, more into the modern sort of emo, synth pop, just kind of a whole bunch of weird mix of influences we have that kind of come together and make this. Like in terms of my drumming style for this band, I feel I've kind of modeled it a lot after the two guys I was mentioning as inspirations. Like we call ourselves psychedelic punk and I mean, yeah, I'd say that's accurate. Now, in terms of sound comparisons, I mean, it's kind of funny it works out this way, because it's like, I personally feel like out of the stuff I've listened to, we're, I don't know, really similar to Let Live, which I don't know how we got there, because I don't think either of us were trying to settle on that kind of sound. It just sort of happened, but yeah. I would say when you said you classic rock influence, I was like, I don't hear any of that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the psychedelic punk thing, definitely I hear. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just kind of saying what he listens to. I mean. <laughs> That's why I went. <laughs> yeah. Well, is there a particular creative process or is it you just kind well, of Well, the creative protest is kind of well due to the pandemic hitting and him kind of being very, very paranoid of everything that's been going on. We actually haven't seen each other in person since September of last year. So our creative process has kind of been, well, we'll talk about stuff. He'll send me a riff or an idea or something. I'll play it back to him. And we're kind of just trading parts that way. Usually I have him take the lead because I find it works way better to try and well, have the guitar and stuff crafted way before I'm just doing a drum beat. I guess the exception's this kind of recent project we're trying to work on now, which is a cover of all of Duran Duran's Rio, which he told me, just start on the drums. I don't want much of a direction change on this, so I'm sticking it a lot closer to what those songs sounded like. And I mean, it's been interesting to do because it's not something I've delved a whole bunch into but it's fun to just kind of do new things and experiment with stuff because although it hasn't made its way into any of our stuff i do some electronic production stuff as well so i'm kind of doing some midi drums in there as well just uh well not really recapture the feel but it's like i don't know duran duran was kind of into a little bit of the sin stuff as well, so it's closer in that way. That's a, another surprise. I was doing a Duran Duran what like tribute album, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he definitely likes eighties if he's talking. About 
They were a fun band. They were a fun band. I mean, I was I was like ten when they came out. Yeah. And so they, they, they like that, that was really what I was moving into. What it, find out what I like to listen to as well. You know, Duran Duran would be. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of crazy how I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of stepping back a little bit with this stuff because it's yeah. like I don't know. I mean, I'm only. 26 which honestly kind of surprises me at this point but well it's (laughs) what one of my favorite questions here what is your favorite show you've played uh there's a small town in our little province called Humboldt and we were playing a Halloween party now I'm answering this way because I have more of a story for how it would work. Like, this was actually something Dr. Booty Quiver did. And Dr. Booty Quiver's gimmick is actually everybody dresses up in costumes on stage except for our lead guitar because he's, I don't know, I think 10, 15 years older than everyone else. And our idea there or at least a doctor's idea is he's not supposed to wear anything because it looks way funnier the more out of place he is. So anyway, where I'm going with this is, so for this Halloween show, our gimmick was, well, instead of dressing up in costumes, we're dressing up as suit and ties. Now, disclaimer, I was asleep for the actual main part of this story. But anyway, we get some people rowdy at this Halloween party. Some guy's really mad at this other guy's Steve Urkel costume. So he's fighting and then harassing a bartender. And then Gordon, my friend from Dwayne, he steps in because, you know, the bartender's getting harassed. And apparently the guy he fought was known as the strongest man in Humboldt. And since he won, I guess he gets that title now. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> I mean, in one. terms of an actual uh, favorite show I played that's not related to the story would just be we played in a big battle of the bands for a chance to open for a band called One Bad Son. And I mean, biggest show we played, it was fun to be in front of a crowd that big because that doesn't really happen for me. But yeah, that's two stories we got. <laughs> Those battles, man, they bring they bring the people out. It's yeah, it's like you don't really want to be in co- competition with anybody. In, in a way, you're not. You know, and like, we like, didn't end up getting the chance. Supposedly, I've heard it was a well. They took second and third place on, and the way it worked was it. I think we were in a third place tie, but the judges decided not to go with us, which is a little saddening. But I guess they maybe wanted somebody more serious to be on stage, and we're a funny band, but. It is what it is. <laughs> well, here's the counter question. What What's your least favorite performance? Uh, that, another favorite question, because that's always their reaction. <laughs> I can think of one easily. We were playing, I was playing at a small bar with a different band I was in, and the show was not great. The drum kit was falling apart on me, and we were, uh not very good with our songs like with this band which i don't necessarily want to name i felt i was kind of the one carrying everything with the drums and there's only so much you can kind of carry and it was bad enough to the point where i'm actually banned from that venue supposedly now i say supposedly because i've gone back there without issue because 
they didn't remember me at all, but. <laughs> cool. <laughs> What's your favorite song to play live? Hmm. Well, we haven't really done a lot of live stuff as Dwayne, but out of the songs that, you know, we have up there and I'd like to play, I mean, I'm sure Gordon would probably fight with me on this for liking this track the best, but Ebony Moon's actually the favorite track of mine on our EP because I don't know what exactly he did with the guitars, but it just sounds kind of, I don't know, orchestral in a way the way it all comes together to me it's just kind of a big song i don't know would you say you prefer the studio or the stage i would say i like the stage but it's been a lot more studio with well i mean ugh, pandemic starting up i figured it was a good time as an any to try and get myself actually set up in a position where I can record my drums and it's been happening. It's not perfect, but I've been able to do it. Like Dr. Booty Quiver finally played their first show in over a year back just before Christmas. And it felt really good to be able to get on the stage and do that. Now at the stage of being a musician that we're at, there's the issues where it's like, well, they had a house drum kit, which is fine, but not in a great spot, and I'm kind of pushed into a little bit of a box, but, eh, I don't know. Everything has its own place, just, yeah. Have you ever played any place haunted? No, I wish <laughs> I could say that. I mean, <laughs> that's an off-the-wall think... question I have. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Closest thing I could maybe say, not because it was haunted, but there was once a show I played back in my first band I was in, which was very much an oldies cover band. And we played some fundraiser for a wedding in a very, very tiny town, a little bit north of my city called Prudhomme, like a, I don't know, little mostly French community, maybe a hundred people there. I think the entire village was there, which was funny. I wouldn't really say it was a haunted vibe, but in terms of, well, places I wouldn't have known have existed, and I've never gone back since, that's as close as we get. You speak French? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> funny how stereotypes work, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I've met one Canadian that spoke French, and he says... I only know enough to get through Quebec. That's what yeah, said. that's, I feel kind of the norm here, although there are pockets where you might not expect it everywhere. <laughs> oh, I've lost my place. Hold on. <laughs> if you could open a show for anybody, who would that be? Hmm. It's a good question. I'm just trying to think of who I'd really be into opening for. Well, I don't know. I'd say Zebrahead, actually, if only because, well, they were kind of the band that got me into everything I've done. And I guess just, well, with our kind of style, like with them kind of choosing to only get heavier as they've gotten older, I feel maybe we could fit along a line side of lineup in there, sort of. What made you choose to use Car Crash 
is it called car crash scene? I car chase scene. Car chase scene. I knew I would get that wrong. I'm <laughs> yeah. He's for the Moronic Records compilation. It's kind of more of a standard high energy thing was more of my sort of thinking. Plus, I mean, Gordon's like, he sings okay, but he's not super, super confident in his voice at times. So I wanted to go with something where it's kind of mostly vocal. <laughs> and we got like some other songs on that EP that are just weird. Like, I'm not going to pick Anguish and Song. It's literally just straight, harsh noise. I mean, it has its place for sure, but that's not something I could really just submit to, you know, this punk compilation and be, here's Mersbo, you know? But I put an acoustic song on it. <laughs> well, yeah, but folk punk's very much a thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, Dr. Booty Quiver, I'd say, kind of maybe trends more towards that way, but... <laughs> Every time you say Dr. Booty Quiver, I'm going to just I know. Go and... <laughs> it's, it's fun. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Lost my place again. That's what happens when I get real dead. Yeah. Have you have you ever bought a CD, album, cassette, whatever, with your own money, listened to it, and immediately threw it out the window? Hmm. Or threw I'm trying it away. to think of something I have bought that I really, really didn't like, because typically if I'm liking something enough to buy it, I'm actually, you know, I think I maybe got to dig deep for this one. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't really say I threw it away because I came to appreciate it a lot later, but... I wasn't really into some of the older AFI records I had when I was listening to them, not because I felt they were fundamentally bad, but because they're kind of just very, very repetitive, not a lot of variety, at least the really old stuff. But it does have its place, and you kind of appreciate it later. I mean, but that's stuff I bought. If I'm talking about stuff I maybe downloaded and decided I didn't like, it's like, well, that's different because I didn't, I'd have no buyer's remorse there. I just didn't like it. <laughs> Let's see. Is there any particular producer you'd really like to work with? Hmm. I'd actually kind of have to go through and see who's doing what. Like, oh, man. Actually, this is going to be totally out of left field, but... I'll say it here. Kind of one of the my main listening fluences as of recently has been Swedish rapper Blade and his group Drain Gang. And I mean, White Armor, one of his main producers, is really, really good at making like, I don't know, kind of stuff that just sounds otherworldly in that sense. Of course, getting a guy like that to produce like a punk album would be weird, but I mean... Somebody Blade works closely with, Young Lean, actually has a side project called Dodmark, where he's just doing punk songs in Swedish, which is interesting. <laughs> so. so, what's next for Dwayne? Well, working on this Duran Duran album, and for me, maybe just bugging Gordon to try and get some stuff finished we've kind of worked on like three or four different projects off and on that are somewhat done but 
I guess with, you know, life hits, you're not necessarily able to go super hard on things. But like I said, the Duran Duran tribute album is something I can be working on. So I'm trying to piece that together. Got anything you want to add before we wrap this up? Uh, not Brand really. Camp, anything you want to plug in? Instagram? I mean, just search up Dwayne with a dot at the end on Spotify. We got our EP. We got a few tracks there. Maybe we'll have some more stuff in the near future. I mean, I'd like to hope so, but I'm not the one that's really handling the production end. So that takes time. Wendy, you've been a fantastic guest. Seriously, <laughs> you have and you've got some great stories here, which I love. I love I love musicians' stories. And everybody, when you watch this, be sure to hit it. Look on Spotify and start <laughs> find Dwayne with a dot. Check it out. You won't be sorry. Look up Moronic Records on Bandcamp. And, and and maybe check out well, Dr. Booty Quiver as well if you really want. They just have the one EP, but there is something out there. I'm definitely going to check it out. <laughs> just, by the name Dr. Booty Quiver. That's the EP is called Dr. Booty Critters. It's songs about animals. <laughs> Booty Critters. <laughs> All right, you guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you go here. And we will we will sign off. Thank you so much. And thank you everybody for watching. Yeah. Be sure if you're watching on YouTube to hit that thumbs up and click that bell. Subscribe. Thank you, Aiden. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me.